Today, I will be giving one point of view in response to the question, should the euthanasia of people with mental illnesses or cognitive disorders be permitted? I believe it should be permitted in the next few minutes. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I think so. Oregon began using the Death with Dignity Act in 1997. The act allowed terminally ill patients to self-administer a lethal dose of medications that were prescribed by a doctor. Under the Dignity Act, patients must be diagnosed to be terminally ill by two doctors. In addition, patients need to meet four requirements to be eligible for physician-assisted death. The first is that patients must be an adult. The second is that they must live in Oregon. The third is that they need to be deemed, and I quote this from the Oregon Health Authority website, capable of making and communicating healthcare decisions for him or herself. The fourth and final requirement is that a patient must have a terminal illness that will cause them to die within six months. The Oregon model for physician-assisted death is completely focused on physical illness. Its most fundamental rules bar anyone suffering from mental illness to access PAD. The Death with Dignity Act and other PAD systems are designed to allow people with terminal illnesses escape either unbearable pain or a future of unbearable pain. Not giving patients with mental illnesses the option of PAD is discriminatory. Not giving them access to PAD is a failure to recognize the massive amount of pain that an individual can be in because of a mental health disorder or a number of mental health disorders. In addition, for a person who is already suicidal or at risk of committing suicide, PAD can make the process much less traumatic for that person's friends or family. 29-year-old Dutch woman Aurelia Browers chose euthanasia. She felt her life unbearable, saying in a BBC article, every breath I take is torture, end quote. How could a person experiencing this not qualify for access to PAD? At the time of her death, she had battled mental illness since a young age. She was quoted in the same article saying, when I was 12, I suffered from depression. Other diagnoses followed, attachment disorder, chronic depression, I'm chronically suicidal, I have anxiety, psychosis, and I hear voices. If physician-assisted death is a system designed to relieve people of their unbearable pain, it is hard to imagine the pain that we would want to take more seriously in the context of PAD than the pain of Aurelia Browers and others like her. Every year, the Oregon Health Authority releases a report giving statistics about the number of PADs and the patient's reasons for seeking the death. This information can be accessed on the Death with Dignity Act website. In the report, a patient's reason for seeking death was called their end-of-life concern. In 2018, for 91.7% of people who access PAD, one of their end-of-life concerns was losing their autonomy. While this is often associated with physically losing autonomy, it's very possible that a mental health disorder such as depression or bipolar disorder couldn't be so painful or crippling that it causes someone to lose their autonomy. For many, this is a painful reality and those people should have the choice to escape that pain or stress, just like people who are physically ill. In addition, 90.5% of people said that their end-of-life concern was that they couldn't participate in activities that brought them joy. Again, people with severe mental health disorders can find that they are either unable to participate in the activities or unable to get joy out of participating in them. Physician-assisted death is about preventing that unbearable future or putting an end to an unbearable present. While mental illness and physical illness are very different, they can have similar negative effects on one's life. Some are against allowing people with mental health disorders to access PAD because people with mental illnesses are believed to potentially be so affected by their illness that they are unable to make a clear decision regarding PAD. While it is true that it's important to think clearly when deciding whether or not to seek out PAD, at the core of the right to die is the person's autonomy and their right to choose whether or not they want to live. 
If it really is a person's right, then that right should be extended to everyone. The decision is about personal choice. Even though it is possible that certain people's decision-making might be affected by their illness, causing them to want PAD, they are still the ones who have to experience and live their reality, which makes them the best person for that decision. Of course, the process of getting access to PAD would need to be different for psychiatric cases compared to people with physical illnesses. The Netherlands is a country that currently allows psychiatric patients to seek PAD. A system based off of theirs could possibly be effective. A big worry about people with mental illnesses is that they might have rapidly healed had they not died. A 2016 study found that in the Netherlands, the time from requesting PAD to the PAD being granted, not carried out but just granted, went from two months all the way up to two and a half years. A system that requires a minimum period of time between the request for a PAD and the PAD itself would most likely decrease the number of people who make this decision prematurely. This time period would include many meetings with physicians and psychiatrists and would last at least one year, providing sufficient time for the patient to process their decision. Additionally, patients requesting PAD with mental illness as the reason would need to talk to psychiatrists and physicians about treatment that they have seeked out in the past and potential treatment options that they could try before death. Psychiatrists and physicians working with the individual would evaluate if they felt they were stable and in the right state of mind to move forward with their decision. Finally, I don't think people under the age of 20 should be able to access PAD. I agree with Oregon and the Netherlands that there needs to be no chance of improving or healing. While it is true that anybody could potentially heal from a mental illness, for many, after trying countless treatments and after years with the illness, the chances of completely recovering are most likely very low. We do know that the brain is developing until people are 25. It seems wrong to allow someone to make the decision to use PAD when they are 15 and have 10 more years of brain development ahead of them that could potentially drastically change how they feel about their situation. To seek PAD as a child is to cut short an enormous amount of change and growth potential and therefore it should be an option for adults only. The issue of whether or not people with mental illnesses should be given access to PAD is complicated and obviously there is no one definitive answer. But I do believe that people with severe mental illnesses who have very low chances of recovery should be given access to PAD. PAD is a last resort. We should question what we can do in the medical world and as a society to decrease the necessity of the practice. Is it better treatment, destigmatizing mental illness, better accommodations for people with mental illnesses? These are all questions that don't necessarily have clear answers, but thinking and talking about them is important for improvement of the quality of life of anyone struggling with their mental health. 